white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 2. I'm Jack. I'm Dan. Welcome back, Dan. First episode of the season. Good to have you with us. Thank you. Um, lots to talk about today, um, but I put the opening question out on Facebook last night, um, and we talked about it on the podcast last week, actually, which was, if you could have a Premier League made up of 20 teams, obviously they've had to have played in it at some point, who would those teams be? Because um, obviously we have a lot of listeners that range from people that sort of grew up watching Spurs in the 60s to modern day era, um, and there's obviously been a lot of different teams that have floated about the Premier League. Uh, across all of that time. So I'll start off by reading out um, just some of the sides that have been sent in on our Facebook page um, over the last sort of 24 hours. So the first one, um, Mitchell Andrews wrote in. Um, so there's some obviously the classic teams in his 20 Premier League uh, sides, such as your Arsenal, Chelsea, Charlton, Leeds, West Ham Spurs, the two Manchester sides. Um, but I'd like to sort of mainly focus on the teams that perhaps are a bit more of a surprise that have been included in, in these people's. Um, Premier League, so Barnsley is one that's Barnsley. in his team. Um, so he said he remember them being his first completed team in his first sticker book. They were so the first game like I went to as well. Was it really? Yeah, Barnsley. Do you remember that? as well. Really? And that was White Lane? White Lane, yeah. Oh, I love bad. that, yeah. I do like Barnsley as a team as Can well. you remember much about that game? Oh, a little bit. To be fair, it's a long time ago now. But that's <laughs> where I got to meet all the players. I managed to go down to the touch line and meet them all. so good. That's so good. So that's the kind of sides that we're looking for in this. Um, teams that perhaps mean something to you but don't necessarily mean something to everyone else. Um, another team that's popped up in a few of these leagues as well as Wimbledon, yeah. which I'd actually forgotten. Um, I completely forgotten about Wimbledon when I was going for picking the teams out for mine. But obviously they were massive. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched. Do you ever watch the Premier League years when that's on? Yeah. Like the early, early We prem. had that season we played them like six times, didn't we? We played them, was it four games in like Four in a row, like, yeah. yeah. I might be making this up, but I think Stefan Freund had just signed for us and his first four games for Spurs were all against Wimbledon. That's and he was like, this, <laughs> this is not normal, not normal at all. Um, yeah, so that's pretty good. So we've got some cool sides in there. I'm just going to go through and just get up everybody else's teams that have come through. And Mike Thunder also um, wrote him with sides that he's put in. He's got Nottingham Forest in there as well. Yeah. It's a pretty classic old school side, um, which is obviously really good. Newcastle, they're back now, aren't they, in the Prem? Um, of course, uh, they're one that, that get a mention. And Portsmouth as well. Portsmouth are one of the sides that, that I had written down, just because when I was growing up, I mean, they're nowhere now, but when I was growing up, first started watching football and before we got Harry, like they were actually a pretty decent team, Portsmouth, and like, that was quite a difficult tough, away game. Tough. Yeah, definitely. And I remember they used to have um, Crouch and Defoe for a period as well, didn't they? They had some good, yeah, solid players. Yeah. Who's that? Um, Sulimantari, they had him for a bit, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, Distan as well, didn't Distan, they? Distan, Diara. Yeah. Uh, they had some pretty tasty players. Um, some other classic teams, Coventry are in there as well, so that is in uh, Status. 20 Premier League teams, Coventry in there. I'll have to throw Sheffield Wed in there as well. Sheffield Wednesday, he's got Sheffield Wednesday actually. Yeah. Uh, QPR as Keep, well, another yeah. one, London based one. And one of the other ones that I had in mind was Fulham. That felt like Fulham were in the league so long. Like, it feels like they years. should still be in, be in yeah. it now. Like, they're quite a good I, championship side. I wanted side. them to come up actually mm. last year. They were the team I wanted to get come up from the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I went there, I actually went to Craven Cottage the first time last year. We played them in the cup. Amazing stadium, yeah. absolutely amazing, like, brilliant atmosphere in the way and it was really cool. 
Um, and the other one as well, or other couple of teams that are quite common across everybody that's written in are Aston Villa and Blackburn. Yeah. So Blackburn, winners of the Prem, um, makes sense. But again, they're, they're, they're shocking. So they're just far, nowhere they? now, aren't they? Absolutely nowhere. Didn't they lose? They the, lost 3 0, I think. Like the Doncaster or someone like yeah, that. Yeah, 3 1 at home. I actually backed them to get promoted as well. I'm like, oh God. And Villa. And Villa got beat 3 Villa haven't won yet, have they? No. Two games. I did see some stuff actually. Josh Onomer against Colchester for Villa, absolutely bossing it. I'll, set, I'll, I'll share the link on the Facebook page later. Um, but he had a great game. I think it was. It might have been an early like League Cup game. Yeah, Villa fans were raving about it. Yeah, I see some highlights. He was just, just played centre midfield and was just completely bossing it. Just it's interesting. interesting. It's how we need a centre mid. He could be it. He could be it. But there's been a bit of stuff, and I've seen a few people on Twitter saying that we've got a clause in the contract. Saying if we want to bring him back in January, we can, which is interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. Which is that's an interesting one. Um, so there we go. That's some people's um, pre- ultimate Premier League teams with their, their top twenty sides in there. Um, obviously, yesterday we played Newcastle, first game of the season. Um, there was a lot of build up to it. Everyone was buzzing for it. A little bit of nerves, obviously, especially they're a newly promoted team. It's never easy playing a newly promoted team first day because they're normally up for it. Newcastle, St James's Park. We always struggled with it normally. I know we've been four 0 a couple of years back. But I remember. That's with tactics. Tim, Chadley yeah, scored an absolute well. Yeah, he did. But, he did. Um, yeah, other than that, well, my brother supports Newcastle, so it always reminds me. We always struggle. Or That's even a grudge like, game you know, last for you. couple of years, we lost at home. I don't know. What, I felt like. When they've beaten us at White Hart Lane, the sort of the last few years, we've been one nil up, fairly comfortable, and then they Boston just it, yeah. hit two goals, and then all of a sudden we're like, God, what, what happens now? Yeah, it's a bit of a strange record, a bit of a bogey team for us. Um, but were you confident going into the game? Quietly confident. I, I didn't. They've not really bought that many. They've bought five or six, haven't they? But I didn't. They've not really bought stellar names. No. And I was going in with kept the same team pretty much most people fit I didn't realise when Yama was going to be on the bench no I didn't some. either I thought they were both going to be out until September so when I saw them on the bench I was like actually we've got a decent side here and I was happy he played Dyer in midfield rather than they were saying they might play him right back yeah not sure about that yeah and I thought yeah well with Wanyama out I just felt we had to play Dyer yeah. in the middle yeah and what's Dyer's best position for you is it as a centre half is it a centre midfielder with our strongest team, he's probably got to play in the back three for me. Right side of the back three? Yeah, with Wanyama holding Dembele. And Dembele you know, just doing his thing next to yeah. I love watching him with Dembele play football. He's so good. So good. Like, there aren't many players that I would swap him for. Yeah. Like centre midfielders, in not, not only the Prem, not across Europe, there are not many that he's I'd be like swapping beast. in. Just imagine playing against that. Like he's just better than you in every department. Like no matter who he plays against, he's just better than you. He's got quick five yards as well, and he? he can burst. He's got a bit of pace about him. He looks well. so trim as well. For all the players yesterday, he looks so trim. Mm. Like you can tell that pre-season's been proper grueling for him. Sometimes you get the odd player that comes back, and you think he could do a shift in a few pounds. Like he doesn't quite look there. Obviously, the match sharpness will come because it's, it's game one, right? So you're never going to have that straight away. But I thought they all looked. Looks really good physical he's come condition. He's under pop, so when he because he was all, he was a little bit when he first joined us. He's he, a nearly he was man. A little bit, yeah, very much. And then he's lost. I actually think he has shed, shed a, few, a few pounds. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. 
absolute monster. They could so they were trying to make a few tackles on him yesterday. You, you can't, can't even tackle him. Oh, like, you can't even foul the man. Yeah. Like that's how strong he is. It's ridiculous. And what I love is as well when all any Spurs player gets asked, oh, who, "Who's the best player at Tottenham?" All same as Dembele, all of them. And it's just he was phenomenal. It's brilliant. Let's talk about the game. Um, so obviously the lineups come out. A couple of surprises. One, Carl Walker Peters starting making his debut. Impressed obviously for England over the summer. Uh, winning the World Cup with him, which is mental in itself. Um, and Sissoko as well yeah, got I'll a start. Um, so our right side was Walker Peters and Sissoko, which is, they've obviously ne- they've never played together in a game before. It's fairly mm. unproven. Yeah. That was the only the only area for me where I was looking at and I was like, not sure how that's going to play out. Um, and then I saw the Newcastle side and then I thought, actually, there's not really much in this Newcastle team that I worry about. Gale's a bit of a ratty, nippy player up front that maybe could get get hold of some scraps and create yeah. something for himself. But other than that, I wasn't too worried going into the game. Um, but I thought Newcastle were pretty good first half. I mean, there weren't it's really solid, many chances. They just, yeah, they just broke us down. Played disciplined. And that's it. I just thought we just tried to bide our time. Yeah. And there's... I was, to be honest, we always start slow. I always think we start the season quite slow, opening games. So I was, I was a little bit apprehensive going in. Mm. But... Um, yeah, once I watched the first half, I was like, to be fair, they're not really offering too much themselves. I thought the longer the game went on, they'd get tired, bring Sun on, and then it just, but as you saw, like he, he did. I thought that change changed the game. Yeah, and obviously Shelby's red card changed the game. But yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, so if you're a Newcastle fan, because they were all abusing Ali after that incident throughout the whole game, which I get, because if you're a fan of the game. You wouldn't have been able to see that, so you wouldn't have known what's gone. All you would have seen is the referee giving your captain on the day a red card. So you would have been going absolutely mad because you're thinking Ali's, Ali's cheated and got us done. But there was n- no question whatsoever that that wasn't a red card. He's an that. absolute idiot. I just absolutely. <laughs> when I first saw, I didn't clock it at first. When I saw, I didn't realise how bad it was. Yeah. And then the ref, the ref was looking at it. You'd think it was Mariner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was so, just yeah. staring right at it. It was just stupid. After, I think if you were in the stands, you probably might not have seen it. Yeah. And I don't think Benitez, you saw Benitez's reaction. He was going mad when yeah. he touched on I think you watch it back, you're like, you can't defend that. I just, I don't understand, because this is a player, John Toshelvy, that obviously come through as a youngster, he got his move to Liverpool, um, and everyone was like, actually, this guy could be a really, really good player. Um, technically, he's, he's great, even now, if, he, if, the, if the ball is fair, he's an excellent footballer. But when you've got that side of the game to you, you just think, what? What are you doing? Like you've just you've managed to go from Liverpool to Newcastle. Newcastle's a massive club. Like they've said, come and play football here. You're captain for the day. You're back in the Premier League, and you just do that. And he's got he's done it a few times, hasn't he? He just, just loses his head. I really struggle with players like that because, like I said, he's not going to go on and be one of the best players in the Prem. But when he was a youngster, like he's got all the attributes to be a good Premier League footballer and then you do something like that. And he just, was solid at Swansea. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant at Swansea, but yeah. He, if he strange. does that at Newcastle, going to really struggle if he does it all season. But then for me, to be fair, I was a little bit like, great game. Like I just really cut a proper mm. laid back after that because I was like, we're going to just grind them down. Yeah, and also I think credit to Deli Ali as well because there's always talk about him and people be like, he's got a red card in him, he gets involved too much, blah, blah. blah. He didn't make a meal of the incident. He didn't roll around on the floor or anything like that. He 
got up, didn't react, carried on with the game after the red card. All, obviously, all the fans were on him. All the Newcastle players, you could well, tell, really zero. Richie took him out from behind, like five minutes out. I was like, Richie could have been that was off a, for that. You know, what, that's a really good point. That was an Abs- awful tackle. Yeah, absolutely awful. Because Benitez was kicking off as well, wasn't he? Saying that he thought Kane should have been sent off for his tackle, but I thought that was probably a yellow. And the Richie one at the time, I'm with you. I was like, he should go for that. But then looking back at it, it's just a cynical. Yeah, well that's it. Vanita said the red card. I was like, then if you can get sent off, Richie yeah. gets sent off. So, yeah. Yeah, um, but I thought we were really good when they went down to ten men. We were really, really good at keeping the ball, and we went from side to side really well, and just kept moving them over and over and over. And we shifted the ball if it weren't there. We shifted. It. We didn't. Norris got a lot of the ball at that point, didn't he? And they, you just see they were getting frustrated. The game died at seventy-five yeah. minutes. The game died. Yeah, and, and it's. I always think it's so easy when a team's down to 10 men they're obviously going to drop they're going to play so deep it's so easy to start clipping long balls because that, that's the easy thing to do right you've got a big centre forward you could easily start hitting 40-50 yard balls into him but we didn't do that we carried on playing our football we got it wide we made the pitch big I thought it was a ex- really mature performance played it free Ericsson was quite a that first goal that just had Every dip. time, Ericsson gets the ball, Ali makes a run, the ball, he's done it, what, five, six times now, it's the same goal over and he's over. the first player since Van der Vaart to get two assists in back-to-back Premier games. Is he really? For us. Stato down there, that's yeah, some good knowledge. I saw it yesterday, I was like, that is ridiculous. That is and he's just like, I think he's going to get, I reckon this will be a big season for him. Are you, are you worried about Barcelona with him? I am, but it sounds like do you see Liverpool just taking Coutinho out of all their um, off all their shit, all the merchandise and everything in the shop. So I think he's gone now. He's so gone. So I don't, I can't see them buying Coutinho and then going after Ericsson. Ericsson will cost them an absolute fortune as it well. It costs a lot. I think he's actually possibly one of the players that when Rose did that comment, mm. I don't because I think he should be on more money than probably what he's on. There's a few of them. But there are a few of them. We'll, we'll, no, we'll talk about the, uh, the the money in that because I've got an interesting um, stat that I want to read out about that. Um, but Benny Davis popping up as well with a goal, oh, which was pretty good as well. That's two and two for him now in the league. I know. I was like, if you put a bit of money on him, you'd have made. I am adding my fantasy right football finish as well, wasn't it? It was good. You know, he had a really solid game, Ben Davis. I thought uh, ever since he's come in for Rose, like, there's been the first few games that when he played last season, everyone's a little bit I'm not sure. But he's rock solid. He's decent. He lacks a little bit of pace. Well, that's my only worry with him and Trippier. Yeah. Is we'll lack a little bit of pace down in fullbacks, but otherwise it's solid. Like yeah. for, he's what uh, arguably what could be second choice. You'd say. Yeah. He's solid. And he'd start if you think of teams that he would start in. Yeah. In the Premier League, he'd start in the majority of those sides. Like it's pretty good to have him as backup. Call it back up. It's just he's played half a season now, yeah. well, over half a season. Yeah. He's been solid. So he probably yeah. had more games last year than Rose, didn't he? Rose was out for quite a lot of it. But I do in my fantasy football team, Ben Davis as well. So it's a great show. Nice. Um, you know what? Let's talk about now. Talk about the money stuff because um, obviously the stuff with Rose. Apparently, Pochettino's sort of like forgive and forget attitude. I don't know if anybody's seen his press conference, but he basically said, "Look, he shouldn't have said it. He's apologised. I'll move on from it." I've got some interesting stats here. So there was an infographic going round, um, which Nick Harris, the journalist, looked into. Um, and it was titled, so do Tottenham pay poorly? And uh, it was 11, the number of clubs in the world who pay better than Spurs. If Danny Rose wants more money, then his options are logically restricted to Man United, Barcelona, Man City, Real Madrid, Chelsea, 
PSG, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Arsenal, Liverpool and Roma. There's actually not that many sides. When you think about it, there's not that many sides really that he could go to out of that because most of them have got quality left-backs or most of them actually Spurs are better than. That is interesting though. Really I thought interesting. the Milan teams might be in there as well. And then the next stat that he's got, he's got 11 again. The clubs in the world who have greater revenue than Tottenham using figures from the most recent season for which all data is available, 2015-16. Spurs' pay levels are appropriate for their income. So basically, what that is saying is the amount of money that we actually make as a club, we pay the players pretty much the same percentage as what a club earning twice as much money would pay. Obviously, they would pay more in terms of actual numbers, but the percentage would be the same. And then it's 50%, so the ratio of Tottenham's income spent on all wages, not just players. This is a healthy ratio for a well-run club. Man United's ratio is 47%, 3% less. Man City's is 50%, exactly the same, and Arsenal's is 56%. Again, interesting. So a lot of our stuff, they always jump on the, the basic salary. What yeah. I've read countless times yeah. is we pay incentives on performance. I don't mind so that, boy, Yeah, I was, it means the guys aren't just mercenaries, yeah. taking a weekly wage and not caring. They put in a performance, they get paid for it. Like the 2-0 win yesterday, they'd get a clean sheet bonus, the win bonus, I think it says a lot about the person because I think if someone said to a footballer, like, we'll pay you 100 grand a week and that's it, or we'll play you 60 grand a week, but if you do this, 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 you can end up earning 120. So this could be where Rose is getting peed off. It's the fact that he's been out for six months. That's, no, so that's he's a really not good get, point. He's not getting the performance bonuses the other boys, maybe. Who that's knows? a really good point. I didn't well, that's that. another incentive on injuries because if you're out, like. Get back, get yourself well, fit. Like you look at some of the Arsenal players that've been out for two years. Like Wilshere hasn't played well. Cazorla. Yeah, Cazorla. He's been out for fourteen months or whatever. He's, he's earning like one hundred and ten grand a week or whatever they reckon. It's mental. The next stat in this was uh, seventy-two thousand four hundred and seventy-five. That is Rose's weekly pay if Tottenham spent the same ratio of income on salaries as Arsenal, and that's instead of his current sixty-five thousand pounds a week since he signed his last contract in September. So really, that's a rise of seven grand a week, which for a professional footballer is yeah. nothing really. That's the difference. Um, and then the next one is one hundred and one thousand and seventy-five pounds. Rose's weekly pay if Spurs spent the same ratio of income on salaries as Everton's seventy-seven point nine percent in twenty fifteen sixteen, a financially dangerous level. <laughs> this is interesting. And then the final one, fifty-one thousand five hundred. 529, which is the weekly average pay at Spurs at the start of the 16-17 season. So there's some interesting numbers in there. Um, I'm still on the fence with the, with the Danny Rose incident and think, I think from, purely from an individual point of view, he's made some fair points. He's gone about it in completely the wrong way. Yeah. He should be having them conversations with the manager of the chairman beyond closed doors and we should be none the wiser. Um, yeah. Where do you stand there? Would you, uh, would you break, if, if you're Daniel Levy, would you completely break all of the way structure, or would you say to players, if you're not happy, you can, you can go. So this is the thing, situation like Rose, you're saying he's been out for six months, and you've, Ben Davis has come in and taken his spot, and you were arguing, considering whether or not he's, he is first choice, but Ben Davis could quite easily do a job and come in. Yeah. I think it's your likes of Toby, out of her because he's yeah. not agreed a new deal. I think he probably, arguably the best defender in the league. He's got Shoot. two years, isn't he, on his deal? Yeah. Which I think he probably has earned the right, earned, deserves to earn a bit more money. 
at least to match the likes of the top boys, like mm. Kane and Larice, and then Ericsson as well. It's a tough one, right? It's hard because I don't know how much they're getting paid. It's all this paper gossip. We, that's the basic salary. You don't know how much their incentive they're getting paid when, when we win games. So they could be getting, they could be sitting there on doubling their money quite, quite easily. It's such a hard one because you're in the situation where if there was just one, if you had one star in your team and he was like, I want to earn X amount, you could probably give it to him. But we've got seven or eight players that all warrant being on these massive wages, and as soon as you one gets it. The rest yeah, well, of this them is it. And like I think until we get a new stadium, I think when we get a new stadium, we might change conversations. We might be able to match these big boys. Then I don't know. Do they all get signing on bonuses still? This is what. This, this is when it's so hard, isn't it? As like just as a fan, because you don't know, you don't really know what players yeah, are earning. Levy's got it right. I'm thinking. I was actually thinking about this morning. Danny Rose is 27. How often do we see players we play pay them into the 30s? Mm keep them on the club, put them on the big salaries and keep them. I just can't see, I, I would have thought we'd start to look to ch- trade him in in a couple of years mm. anyway. And he signed a new deal last season. Well, this is it as well, it's like, yeah, he has just recently signed a new deal. And it's like, you've, you've got a way to rise in that. It's it's, re- it's really difficult. I, I do I do sympathise with him because obviously a footballer's career is short and it's the same in any job, you want to make the most out of any yeah. job you're doing. I but, can see what you wanted to make a statement. And I think if he might have gone to leave it, he would have just shut it down and he feels frustrated so he wants to air his views. But then coming out, that I can understand. The transfer side of it, signing big names, it's got nothing to do with you, mate. No, you no one can't, knew yeah. Kante, no one knew Mar- uh, Mares two years ago and all of a sudden they're massive players. And it's the, the irony as well that literally the day after that we've been linked with Sanchez of Ajax, who no one's heard of, and some yeah. geezer from Celta Vigo. A big money as well, thirty-five million Sanchez. I just, I only, I'll only believe any of these transfer stories when I see the player on the club site with his shirt. Yeah, like, I, it's not. I can't see Levy spending thirty-five million on a twenty-one-year-old centre back. That's not going to play. He's had one good season. I yeah. can't. I can't see it. I'd be surprised. It might be a deal where sort of it's twenty mil and it can rise, depending on yeah. maybe. But I don't. I, I just don't know what to believe and. I sort of question why we're looking at centre half as well because we've got Vimmer, you've got Dyer. I think they'll let Vimmer go. Yeah, maybe. But it, and I think he'd be a loss because I think he's a good player. And he come whenever he comes in, you don't notice him, and that's a compliment for a centre half that he just comes in, does his job. Yeah. End of. He's going to be rusty though if he does come in. I know last season he played the, the City and Arsenal games, and then some people saying, "Well, he wasn't amazing." I was like, they're two of the toughest games of the season. If you're if you've played the last fifteen games and then you play City and Arsenal, it's just going to be a tough game. Yeah. Let alone not being matched up. You're completely right. Completely right with that. Carl Walker Peters is the other one after Newcastle. What a performance! It was awesome. Wasn't it? I, I was so surprised. He was so confident. Like I expected him to be good defensively and sort of almost be a no nonsense fullback. That was what I was expecting from the day because making the Premier League debut but he'd, he'd get the ball and he, he was running, running at his opposition players getting balls in the box like you could see his him on the wing excellent and he was demanding the ball every time he's free you could literally see him screaming at players to get the ball out to him he was unbelievable yeah unbelievable um, and the, the, the question with it now is he's played 90 minutes of Premier League football and it's Again. do we do we need now do we need right back it's really it's a real it's, tough one yeah I sort of feel we probably do because what we're looking at this season is 
trying to go for the Prem and try and have a decent stint in the Champions League mm. and go for the FA Cup. I really hope we go for the FA Cup oh, this year. Love a trophy this year, wouldn't you? That's what Arsenal fans was rubbing it in. I was like, they're saying this season were better than ours, and I was like, it wasn't. But they've still got a trophy yeah. in it, which is really annoying. But so, you, would like you go that. into the market for a right, another right back, or if you can get what I want? Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I wouldn't prioritise it. Fine. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I'll put this question out on the Facebook page as well. Mitchell Andrew wrote in and said he thinks there's no need for another right back. Trips and Cole Capitas should be enough. Uh, he'd like like to see us in the three four three formation that we played last year. Um, Javad as well, friend of the show, host of Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast, said, "Don't need another right back. That's it. <laughs> Didn't say anything My else." My concern is he's young, so he will make mistakes. I know we've got a lot of youngsters, who, you know, coming in. He will make mistakes as he's still, you know, finding his feet. Yeah. That's why, I'd, and I, if he, we could loan him to a Premier League club to get experience, like we did with Walker that season, when he went to Villa, that'd be mm. good. But it's a tough one. If we don't get something, I'm not too worried because yeah. he, he won the World Cup. Which so, is mental. Yeah. It's mental. He's a World Cup. He's like is he the only World Cup winner in our. In our squad, he probably it's is, isn't it? Be, Which is yeah. ridiculous. Um, Lewis Bermudez, as well, on Facebook said, uh, Carl Walker Peters proved he was the depth we need at right back. If we spend money on a right back, we're diminishing the great return we got for Walker. Rather see the money strengthened centre backs and midfield, which is pretty similar to actually what you just said, uh, which is interesting. Um, and that's it. Stato, he said, we're covered at right back as Trippier, Carl Walker Peters, and Dyer are sufficient. I'm not yeah. sure about Dyer going in there, though, personally. I, I, wouldn't, I don't want to die I don't know about that would be a real real emergency for me um, I would like another winger yeah, because Nkudu so looked alright in free this is the thing as well did he make the bench yesterday no I don't, I don't think, think he did. did which is worrying but he had such a good he actually was one of the start performers he looked alright didn't he yeah just, I'm not sure. but I just feel we could do with another one if Sun is injured then as I said we leave, we're using Suzuki yeah and, you, and he's I like the concept of that rapid winger especially in like tough away games where you're going to be quite deep for most of the game and you need an outfall you need yeah. someone that's going to pick the ball up and he's going to run with it for 60 yards and everyone will get up the pitch the concept of Nkudu is great but I've just, he just looked pants when he's played yes, that's the only yeah. thing Second season though, and he didn't actually have a pre-season last year. No, that's so true. So I, I feel a little bit like he, d- he deserves a second chance. And then I think hopefully Janssen will come on a bit this year. But then how many games is he going to get? This is it. So it's, this is it. it's hard to, it's going to be hard for him to adapt. Yeah. Still. The other question as well that I put out, so we've talked about Newcastle, was opening day of the season. Um, what is the best opening day that you've seen? But before we talk about that, the Chelsea game. What happened that there? That was awesome, bonkers. Man. Absolutely bonkers. Um, hopefully, if it, as long as it doesn't let me down, doing a part two of this podcast will be with a Chelsea fan. So obviously, we're bringing that Burnley game up with him uh, later on when I do that. But it was a mad opening day. Some of the results, like no one would have had Burnley free up at half time at Chelsea. Watford Liverpool was mad. The Woolwich game was an unbelievable game. I know they come no, back to win, but shame, what a game man. that was. It was awesome. I was that could had Arsenal come back this probably would have been my favourite opening weekend it was fantastic so I put that out on Facebook and said what have you got any opening days that stand out um, Javad said the best opening day was 4-3 against Triple Wednesday 94 uh, with Klinsman 
Um, there was another one on here which was Brian Sevilla who said best opening day for me was the win over Liverpool a few years back. 2-1. When yeah. Asu Ricotto scored that screamer, that's so probably like a legend. I, could, I can't remember the '94. I wasn't that old, but no, that for me because we're not normally great on opening days. But to beat Liverpool, was that the that was under Harry, wasn't it? It was under was Harry. 2009, 2010. Shocking! Sure, I can't remember. Um, yeah, that was a great Ricardo win. Absolute. Sebastian Bassong scored on his debut as well, yeah. didn't he? Got a bullet header. That would have been what I reckon. That would probably. Be that was one. pretty. That was a pretty good one, but yeah. Yeah, but yesterday was perfect for us. Perfect happening day, no dramas, routine win. Really, really pleased with it. Chelsea getting in, uh, red cards as well this is, yeah, for next week. This is there. So they're going to be without Cahill and without Fabregas, and then reportedly without Costa, Pedro, Hazard, Bakayoko. So Pedro, why is Pedro up? Did he get injured? He got, so he's, he's, he's had that facial injury, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and then I'm not sure what what's gone, but he was injured for their game against Burnley, so he'll be a, he'll be a. So doubt. Hazard's fifty. I heard it was fifty fifty. He might be playing. He's got Partly, I hope. Yeah, I didn't realise they'd been missing all the. I knew Costa wouldn't be playing. Yeah, but. there's a lot of first team players out, and you look at obviously Chelsea play that back three. Who the hell's going to be playing centre half? It'd be Louise, Aspilicueta, Christensen. Yeah, I guess. or that the new guy, guy this side. Rudiger. Rudiger, yeah. Might be playing. Perhaps. But it's you, good for us to get this game now. I so you're confident going into that game? Because it begs the question, doesn't it? When there's a, a big team and they're, they're wounded, is it like this is the best time to plan because you can literally finish them off, or is it the most dangerous time to plan? I think for us, it's a really good time to plan because it's the start of the season. Chelsea started poorly last year, and I think it's good because no one's going to be up and full throttle. No one's going to be mm. up and running. It looks like Wanyama come on, looked good. Sun come on, looked looked good as well. Should have had an assist. I'm. I hate to be confident, but yeah, I'm confident yeah. going in. You're and always like a sensible confident as well. I never say to you, "What do you think about this game?" You're like, being sensible. I don't know. I think, I think I've yeah. been carried away before. Four nil. Four nil Spurs. There you go. Definitely won't be oh. that. Kane hat trick. Can you imagine how good that'll be? And the first game at Wembley as well. I think the atmosphere is going to be electric there. Which would be really good. I actually think Chelsea fan. I always, you can always judge. I think by how Chelsea, like how fans react, and I don't think Chelsea are going to go in confident. Mm. But then I suppose you my friends, we were more confident than they were going into that FA Cup game. Just playing devil's yeah. advocate, they were sort of we're nervous. Spurs are the favourites, kind of thing. Going into that cup game, they pulled out a really good performance. True. Well, Williams actually quite a good player, so he'll be in the team. But um, he's the one that got away for us. And he like if we were so close to signing him, and then he went to Chelsea, didn't he? Last minute, he, he, even now he'd still be great for us. Yeah, I think well Chelsea. It sounds like going to spend a shed load more money buying players before the end of the window. It's probably, I think it's a good time to play him because then if we win this, it builds confidence going into for the rest of the yeah. games at Wembley. Because otherwise, if we, I'm, this is why I'm pleased that we've got a big game early. Yeah, because there's no. It won't be flat, it won't be any of that. It's a London derby. If you can't get up for Chelsea at home, yeah, exactly. then what's the point? And I think we needed that. What right worried me. Exactly, what worried me was it would be West Brom at home, Bournemouth at home, Southampton at home. And it'd be quite flat. You drop points against one of them, yeah. the media all over it. Exactly. It's like, a great if way to you have a nil nil with West Brom's or Spurs at Wembley. But we're unbeaten at no, Wembley this year. Not to, jinx it, not to jinx it. We start and win the first two games, then Chelsea lose the first two and beat amazing. But that's six points though already. Yeah. Like, I know obviously you, you don't win leagues and all that this early, but 
you don't, yeah, you can. You don't want to end up get being cut adrift. Like, that's why it's so important for us to start well. It's so important. And we've not really had that. Not really. The other good opening day, actually, um, which a few of my Spurs friends, uh, Adam and Jordan, wrote in and said, was the 1-0 win at West Ham, Eric Dyer. Yeah. Just remembering that one as well. The last minute we had 10 men in with the whole yeah, game. That's right. And our right back, he was playing right back that day, he just went forward and opened play around the keeper and tucked it in. That was that was his debut as well. It was his debut. It was Poch's debut as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Poch's first be. game that was. Um, prediction for the Chelsea game then? 2 0. Oh, I'd love for that to be the case. Yeah. I think they'll score. Do I do think they'll score. I think we're just going to edge it 2 1. Just. It, it's, it, it's, I'm a bit nervous I'm now. Interesting now thinking about I'm interested now. See how Morata plays because he looked quite good yeah. when he came on. Yeah. But. Um, I think he's a good player, but I don't know how much he suits Chelsea. Yeah, because exactly. he's a really he, he, for me. He's someone that's quite similar to Kane. He's a clever player. He's great technically, but I feel like Chelsea need that big aggressive, like Drogba Costa. Costa will, if they're actually, I would say, even though they've spent loads of money, and we've not spent a penny. They're actually weaker side this year. I'd so agree with that at the moment than we are. And that's I'd that, agree that's with one that. thing I took from. The, Looking at all the weekend games, Arsenal spent 50 odd million and they scraped that win against Leicester. Got fortune at the end. Liverpool drawing. Oh, Liverpool. <laughs> Spend all that money and still can't defend the corner. This, this is just... it. So it's like for us, we're not. And we were so far above them at the end of last year, yeah. all these teams. Yeah. They've spent just to try and catch up yeah. at this moment. I agree with you. I think the. I think. Our 1-11 to 11 is as good as anyone still in the Prem. Um, for us, it will be when the Champions League kicks in. That'll it's be when the games start rolling in. Yeah, yeah. That'll be the test for us. Um, also, actually, for that Chelsea game at the weekend, um, I'm doing a really cool thing with Goal.com. Um, so they've got a new scheme, I'm going to call it this season, which is they're doing basically a fan of the week, where before a select home game, they'll do like a minute interview with the fan, get like his thoughts on the game, predictions and all of that, then do a minute after the game to like get their reaction. So I'm doing that for them this week. Oh my God. Which be wicked so I'm just gonna try and plug the podcast as much as possible throughout it. Um, <laughs> so that's gonna be really cool. So hopefully that gets us as well like just a bit of recognition on Goal.com, which is massive. It's got like 60 million subscribers. So that'll be really cool for us to, to get some, yeah, a bit of publicity for them. the right result. So that'd be great. Go imagine the going on there giving it large and we lose 3 0. That'd be good, wouldn't it? I'm just preparing myself for so much stick on Twitter because it's going to be one of them fan videos, isn't it? Yeah. Before yeah, the yeah. game goes out and if it's wrong, <laughs> you just get absolutely battered for it. Um, any other thoughts on the Chelsea game? No, I'm looking forward to it, though. I cannot wait for it. Can, and it. How good is it to have the Premier League back as well? Like, I can't wait <sighs> to see a, a flood at what, 90,000. Never seen it. Before. It's going to be amazing. The atmosphere there is going to be amazing. Um, like I said, I should be doing a part two, which will be coming up shortly in this. But it's going to be as a separate recording with uh, with my good friend John, who's a massive Chelsea fan. I've known him pretty much my whole life, so that's going to be interesting. So that'll be coming up. We'll do a short. We'll be a short break coming up now, and then we'll do that that part two with him as a Chelsea fan. Um, but Dan, anything else to add on this today? Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Hello and welcome to part two, Echoes of Glory, season seven, episode two. So as I mentioned earlier in part one, um, I've got a slightly different format this week. 
and I'm joined by my well lifelong friend and unfortunately he's a massive Chelsea fan John Oates welcome to the show hello everybody uh, so like I said it's, it's new we've not done this before so any feedback you've got good or bad if you like the format but hate Jono that's fine <laughs> right? just let us know what you think and my thinking was that for big London derbies that we do in the future I can have a rival fan on and we can do a little bit of a preview like this I think it's quite good so as with any guest that comes on Echoes of Glory we'd like to do some traditional questions it's normally stuff like who's the best Spurs player you've seen your, best, your first Spurs game all of that but we'll tailor it and you can, we will have a little bit of Chelsea stuff to start with that's all, that's um, so the best Chelsea player you've seen or the best couple of Chelsea players you've seen mm, best players probably got to be Zola so, oh, you know what? I wouldn't have thought you'd have said Zola really Actually, that surprised me I thought, I thought you'd have gone well, hard or I thought you might have gone Terry just take to, away the medals you got to go with Zola I reckon yeah, underrated Premier League player. Actually. Very underrated. What was we, it about we Zola? Went, well, I started going to Chelsea when he was in the team, what the two thousands, and just got attached to him. Just grew to him straight away. He was a magician. One of the best footballers I've seen. Yeah, he's got quality goals as well. He you know, never. I know he used to get like your penalty box tappings, but it was always a bit of flair yeah, Zola as well. Clever with the goals. Clever player. Really, really top player. Anyone else that springs to mind? Yeah, Lampard, like you say. You can't. It's 20 goals a season, yeah, it's Lampard. Crazy. It's scary. Drogba as well, but that's the thing with Zola, he didn't score them goals where he won new leagues and stuff, yeah. so he doesn't get remembered. He gets remembered, but not like Lampard and Drogba, they'll go yeah. down forever. thing is with Lampard, it was just, what I, what I used to love about watching him was, he'd just make the hardest things look so easy. Mm. Like he's t- he just literally control the ball, fizz it out wide, and then he's in the box yeah. and scores so many goals for England as well. Yeah, scored so many goals. So you're quite lucky. There's been quite a lot of good players down the years at Chelsea. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the only one for me, I don't want to talk about Chelsea for too long. Um, <laughs> but the one for me that stand, well, there's, there's two that stand out for me. Makaleli being yeah, one, he was excellent, and Essien as well. Essien, yeah, he was just a powerhouse when he when he signed. He was quality player. Mm. Um, if you can remember it, your first game? Couldn't remember the first game. Couldn't remember it. It would have been in the 2000s. Probably the 1999-2000 season would have been. So it would have been, what, six? Yeah. So six, what's that? Seven. That's just before Bramovich, right? Yeah. So you... Mm, yeah. The Toro Andre Flow era. Yeah. Maviaro. Just for it. Big names. Yeah. Point, no, we'll, we'll talk about Point in a bit, actually, because he's one of the yeah. players I've got that's played for both of us. Mm. Um... And you want to give us like a little bit of background on like why, why unfortunately you do sport Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to say the cliche, my dad's dad used to be yeah. in Chelsea, because that's not true. My dad's dad did sport Chelsea, but he was just a casual fan, yeah. just nothing, nothing major. But it was my dad who started going to Chelsea probably mid-70s, he's been going ever since. So I didn't really have a choice, to be honest. It's a bit of a rarity as well, like, to to speak to a Chelsea fan, where it is through the generations. Because yeah. a lot of modern-day Chelsea fans are not yeah. necessarily that, and it's a lot of early 2000s, they got the yeah. money, everyone sort of started going. Oh. So your man would have seen it all, would have seen the dreadful mm. time in, in the second division. Yeah. Would have seen all of he that. He preferred it back then. He really? Worryingly. Well, hopefully he gets to experience it again. <laughs> so <laughs> that be quite good. Um, yeah. I was doing some research about Spurs v Chelsea and sort of our head-to-heads over the years, and it's quite—I want to say staggering—but there were some really worrying scorelines from the Spurs <laughs> point of view. And I don't want this to be a Spurs hammering as well because it'd be easy to do that. But looking back on it, I mean, 
you've caused us quite a lot of problems, especially at the bridge. We've not got the best record there over the years. And like I said to you just before we started recording this, we've, we've had a few hammerings. We've had a few 3 nils, 4 nil. We had a 4 nil with Tactics Tim a few <laughs> years ago and we were just absolutely fell apart. But you've done pretty well against us, actually. Yeah. Are there any games in there that sort of like stand out for you that you're like, oh, I remember that one, like that was great. And also one on the flip side, ones that, that really hurt you. This as one well. will probably surprise you, the four all. Oh, what a game. Yeah. It, what a game. As a neutral, that must have been one of the best. I was games. at that one was you at as that? well, yeah. That was incredible. Even though it was keen, wasn't it? When it bounced, it was back, back did it bounce off? Yeah, Carvalho. Carvalho maybe. That was an absolutely unbelievable game. And was it uh, Berbatov? It Last was. Minute. You know what? I've got the stats here actually. So it was the 19th of March 2008, and it was Didier Drogba one 0 after three minutes, which I think, if my memory's right, you had a free kick, and it went out of the back post, and Terry whipped the ball back in, and Drogba coming at the yeah, back I post. Think right, I think. Yeah. And then Johnny Woodgate equalised after 12 minutes. Classic. Johnny loved the goal against Chelsea. Johnny <laughs> Woodgate, uh, and then Chelsea got on top. To be honest, Essien after 20 minutes. Um, which was a little chipped goal. Yeah. I remember it was a bit yeah. of a weird finish. And when I remember seeing it live and thinking that's taking a deflection or something. Like that. And at half time, it was just an unbelievable goal. Mm. Two one half time. Uh, Joe Cole three one after fifty two minutes. So three one up. Cole. You are. I remember that. I remember being three one down, terrified that that day, thinking this could really be a real hammer yeah. for us. And then we come back. Berbatov sixty one. Tom Huddleston seventy five. Lovely goal from set piece. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like half volley, yeah, yeah, yeah. glided, didn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable technique, Tom Alliston, certainly mm. fire. And then we were up, we were thinking we've got him here, and then Joe Cole went strapped the other end five minutes <laughs> later, <laughs> made it 4 3, and then we were thinking, my God, this is it. Robbie Keane, 88th minute, and it was a goal you described long ball forward, yep. Carvalho's back, bang, top corner. And then Goodachini, yeah. who was in goal for you, it? made yeah. one of the best saves I've ever seen for Berbatov yeah. that, that would have been 5-4 yeah. that was literally the last kick of the game that was, was yeah. what a game that was he was the smallest keeper but one of the best keepers yeah. it was crazy he's another one but we'll talk about in a bit played for both cool, remember yeah. us bringing him in yeah. so you got the 4-4 any others? the 5-1 oh, you going to say that <laughs> I knew you were going to say that one that one hurt that did we were robbed Rob's Rob's that yeah. <laughs> Drogba run right, didn't he? That, that was another funny game where, like, first half we were all right, yeah, and probably the better team. And then Drogba just scored a Drogba goal. Class out, Sean, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I've <I'll> definitely <laughs> did that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> but and that Drogba goal, that was literally like a big seventy-yard ball, and he just chested it down. Gallas, I think, was playing centre back. I think he turned Gallas. Gallas is still him. turning now. We're yeah. not talking about him. I remember that. Yeah, that was that was a tough one that game because yeah, you went two 0 up, dropped a forty three, Matt a forty nine, Bale scored fifty six when we potentially could have had a pen and a red card, mm. got the goal instead, mm. and then yeah, and then, and then the rest is history, isn't it? Oh, that Matt a goal as well. That was the one which was it over the line, weren't yeah, it over the line? Yeah. I forget about that. And then <laughs> I don't remember. I remember Ramirez making it three one. Lampard scored that thirty five yeah. yard free kick. I didn't know Malud. I didn't. I've never seen the fifth goal. I went, went after. I went, <laughs> I went home four one. Like, didn't know Malud had got the fifth. <laughs> no idea about that. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough. One. Good day for you. There's a few for me. and I'm just gonna get a few Spurs digs in here because obviously we lost five one. The cup final. Obviously that was amazing. Two one. Johnny Woodgate in the ninety fourth minute. An extra time. That, that one annoys me more because I hope Jordan Santos listens to this. 
He'll be listening. Because he texted me saying he cried after that. So I'll never forget that day. It's just a normal weekend for him now, yeah, it ended yeah, in tears most right. of the time. That, oh, it's still, I've still got goosebumps thinking about that game. Because <laughs> you nearly done the treble that year. Yep. You won nothing, and it was out from Grant, wasn't it? And yep. you nearly, you could have done the league, the League Cup, the Champions, Champions league, league. yeah. And that would nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Fantastic. Good old Grant. And the other one for me was the 5 3 on New Year's Day. Which was that was like that was like the birth of Harry Kane that day. Like I think I think back to games that sort of make players and like Bale the hatchery against Inter Milan. I think Harry Kane that day was just kicks on since then. He just like Terry and Cahill would that whole season would have been rock solid and he just silly didn't he? He just destroyed them. It was Mm. unbelievable. And I forget you were winning in that game. You were one nil up in that Mm -hmm. game. Costa after eighteen minutes and then Kane thirty. Rose 44, Townsend penalty 45. Townsend penalty. And we were just 3 1 up at half time, everyone was buzzing. Yeah. And, then, and then it was the classic thing, you know, when you're winning at half time in a big game, you think, just don't give anything away early, don't do anything stupid. And we got the fourth 52 yeah. minutes, came just unbelievable. And then we're thinking, my God, this is it. And there was a few few more goals. But that was a brilliant, that was a brilliant match, that mm. was. Well, maybe for you. Federico Fazio at centre half. Like, oh, <laughs> no wonder you got three in that makes game. Even worse. There's been some really good games down the years. Um, obviously, the most recent one was the the semi final, the four two. Yeah. That's... Um, which divided opinions because there were some Spurs fans that said we were robbed in that game and we were by far the better team. I'm sort of more. It was quite even. Chelsea were pretty clinical. Come down to the squads, didn't it? Yeah. Well, that was it. Would you have? Costa, Fabregas and Hazard both all three of them off the bench it's terrifying I think you brought on Nkudu Winks I think come on he's not not the same it's not it's not the same no there was that but you know what all three games last year so you you beat us twice we beat you once they were all pretty tight I went went to the home game at at the bridge 2-1 yeah if we did, if Pedro didn't score that before half time, it would have been a completely different game. Yeah, we were good that first yeah, half. I missed the Ericsson goal though. Did you? Yeah, I was, I was late as usual. But um, that was a moment of magic for him. He's a quality yeah. player. He's done, it, he's done it a few times last season. Yeah, but I, I, I remember that game as well, and I'm thinking 44 minutes, get to half time here, one nil up, got every chance. But Pedro scored a worldie. We were playing Kevin Vimmer at left back as well in that day, and second half we just got him. Yep. and he's he's a big centre half player. Was it Moses, one. wasn't it? Scored yeah, back post, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite early in the second half. Yeah, I think it was. was yeah. God, I got me started fifty minutes. Yeah, mm. and it was touch and go from there. And then we had the two 0 at the lane as well, where which was, and I say this, one of the best football games I've ever been to, I've ever watched. Yeah, because there was t- in ninety minutes there were two mistakes mm-hmm. in the whole game from both, both teams. Both from and that mistake, <laughs> that mistake as well, was like being out of position by three yards. It wasn't like. He played the striker in yeah, the score. It was literally yeah. the tiniest thing, and yet a player can just put the ball right on the spot twice in a game, and that's it. It was that, that was yeah. remarkable that game, and that was like the two best teams going head to head, same systems, like same styles, yeah, tenacity. You're, you're the only team to match us really with that formation. You're the only team to match us across the old park. Is that Chelsea's best system? That three at the back. Judging by last year, you'd have to say so. Mm. It seemed seemed to work, but this year I think it's going to be a lot harder. People are going to figure it out, now, aren't they? A lot more teams are already playing for it at the back, so it's a fashionable formation, now, isn't it, to play, which is yeah. interesting. And I think you hit the nail on the head there because that's the thing with with Pochettino Spurs. 
what he's always got is he's always got a plan B and a plan C and every game we do something different yeah. that we've never done mm. and Spurs down the years was always 4-4-2 get the ball wide yep. and hopefully you make something happen if you stop that you stop Spurs mm. so that's interesting that, and it'll be interesting to see what Conte does because last year obviously he had no hesitation of going to a back three yeah. it'll be interesting to see whether or not he has the same confidence personnel yeah. whatever to mix the formation up couldn't see us going to a back four now though. I just couldn't. You'd have to drop Moses, I'd say. Yeah, it's totally Let's talk about actually as well the Burnley game while you're here. Let's not talk which about was fantastic. The worst time for me to come on. Fantastic. So for some background as well, so me and John are playing the same football team, the mighty Debden Park FC, <laughs> and uh, we were down there. We'd warmed up, went back to the changing room to get ready for the game, and someone goes, "Burnley free up at Chelsea." I think. Hang on to wind up surely yeah. everyone gets their phones out and has a look and what was that like to just to, to realise that a team that scored 12 goals away from home last season got got 3 in 45 minutes <sighs> I was more devastated about our loss to be honest so I really <laughs> it. it only hit me later when we got got down the pub but yeah that's not on don't matter how many players you got out that's I can't believe it. and it's such an it's such an unlike Chelsea yeah like normally when Chelsea go down to 10 men they'd just be like right we're going solid we'll just give nothing away now for 75 yeah. minutes and we'll tap them if we have to I, don't, I can't remember the last one I don't think I've ever seen us be free down at half time and to Burnley that must have been Credit I think I said though. this to you at the time so that must have been one of the like worst 45 minutes Stamford Bridge has seen yeah by like for even going back to when your dad used to go yeah. like alright granted it might have been second division stuff back then but still like it's bad Free nil down to Burnley though Oh, yeah. got two, actually for Burnley and no disrespect to Burnley scored some really nice goals yeah. like even the ones that went in the box it was like a short free kick mm. and they got up the pitch yeah, and whipped it, it in well, yeah. sometimes it can be difficult against 10 men as well to actually make it your advantage and use yeah. the space and did that pretty well um, they held on didn't they so they did they did so obviously we've got the game at the weekend which is a massive game it was a massive game anyway but now obviously with all what's gone on Chelsea falling apart the red cards Spurs not buying anyone in the window, all of that. It, it really is a big, big game. So our first home game at Wembley as well in the league. Uh, are you positive going into it? Are you, would, would you take a draw? Yeah, I'd take draw? a draw. Would you? Definitely. That's so if, interesting. If you give us nil-nil now, I'd take that. All day long. That's so interesting. It reminds me a little bit of that FA Cup game last year where you were on a bit of a... You weren't on poor form, but I think you had a couple of losses... Yeah and weren't quite sure going into it and we were sort of up and we were like oh, we're definitely having it mm. he pulled out a really good performance it's, it's, it's going to be half for Spurs as well though it's the old cliche isn't it like when you're playing a team that's wounded is that the best time to play them or the worst time yeah but we'll see so you should be happy with a point that's bad oh, I hate to say it but we just lost three teams at Burnley so. yeah and also your squad at the weekend because he gave some random bloke a David and he that I've never oh, heard of. Jeremy Bogle or whatever yeah. Is, yeah. I don't know what... Well, he's, he's got a name in the youth system, but again, That's he's it. never had a chance. And then to throw him in the deep end like that. Yeah. Got taken off though, didn't he, after 15 minutes? Did he after really? After the red card. Kind of kicking the teeth, yeah. isn't it? I like, um, what's your take as well as a Chelsea fan? Because Chelsea absolutely dominate youth tournaments all the time. Like, you're... Under 18s, 90s, all of that, they win the equivalent of Champions League, they win the Premier League titles every year, but none get through. I think the last youth team player to make more than 10 appearances is John Terry, which yeah. is mental. What's your take on all of that? Is it 
the club are doing the wrong thing by not promoting youth or you want to win things so what's the point of well, wasting yeah, time both they just spend so much money even players like Rudiger we brought him in what, thir- what was he got 30 million we've got Kurt Zuma who do an equally good a job and Nathan Aker you've sold yeah. as well I liked him as well there was a reason we brought him back didn't play him again he played yeah, in the cup game against us as well yeah. in the 4-2 yeah. and he was decent mm. and obviously so you've, you've sold Shalabar he's gone on a, it's a, it's a permanent wasn't it yeah, he's gone there Loftus Cheek's gone on a loan yep loan so you never know with him but, but they were two that you would say if you thought any of our youth players were going to come in the first team you'd probably say Shalabar Loftus Cheek no, they're not there. And Shalabar made a few appearances last year. Granted, he was off the bench in cup games, but he looked like... Played more than I've seen him play in recent years. Yeah, Much it's just... More. I, f- I, f- I find it strange, purely because of how thin your squad looks at the minute as well. Yeah. Like, if you were going to go and bring in four or five new £50 million players and finally get, maybe getting rid of them, mm. but you could maybe do with a couple of them on the bench at the minute. Well, you see our bench on Saturday, it was... I hadn't heard of half of them. No, no. We went from one of the strongest benches last year to probably possibly the weakest out of the top six now. Yeah. Well, the strongest got to be City. City yeah. bench at the weekend. Was it Torre, Sterling, Sane, Bernardo Silva? It's frightening. It's Even Mangala was like a £40 million mm. centre-half. It's just it's frightening. God. They've got to be the front-runners for the league, surely. I fancy United. Do you really? I really fancy United. That's interesting. And what's the Chelsea happen as well? Because I guess in the summer, before the season started, it was go again for the league. But now, obviously, all the stuff about Costa. Apparently, now the club have said that they expect him to return to training and be part of the squad. Yes. I don't know if I can if I see him coming back. No, I'm no. not sure. He can't. But what's the aim? Is it like is it's the title not realistic? Like, it's got to be. It's got to be our aim. We're not a team to say our aim's top four. Top four. I just don't. Yeah. It's interesting. United and City have strengthened, but we've still got a while in the window, so you never know. That's the thing. I suppose you'd, if a meltdown's going to happen, now's the best time because you've yep. got, still got two weeks where yep. Abramovich can go in and have a 150 million and go out and buy. Well, that don't get you much nowadays anyway, no, just 150 it's million. Very um, and you never know what might happen with Hazard as well. He's another one. Like Barcelona sniffing around whether or not that will, that won't. Mm. Not That'd sure. Be, if he goes, we're in trouble. That'd be a massive loss, we're in it? trouble. I just think back to when we apparently nearly got him <laughs> and we would have had Hazard and Bale on the wings at that time Luca in the middle that would have been that would have been dead we might have got fourth I'm <laughs> 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 no, joking um, but you have got a lot of injuries out of that game at the weekend I'm, com- I'm confident going into it but as I am with any big derby you've got to be realistic and they're always tight games even even the ones where over the years you've beat us quite badly for an hour most of the time it's quite tough and we'll be yeah. I think we're going to edge it yeah, I, weekend, I really do uh, if I'm being realistic I reckon you'll I can see it's not even scoring I'm go literally going to cut that bit of this podcast out <laughs> and literally I'm just going to play that all the time I can't even I'll see it I'll go scoring. that far right now hopefully for us anyway um, I've also done a bit of research well, just about Spurs Chelsea the history like I said we've done the head to heads and about some players that have played for both teams as well down the years and it surprised me actually that there's, there's been quite a few good players that have actually played for both sides so if we if we go back you've got the old school players like Terry Venables Mickey Hazard mm. the fantastic Jimmy Greaves one of the greatest players ever to play for Spurs in England uh, as is Glenn Hoddle as well he's a massive favourite especially yeah. of fans that sort of watch Spurs in the 80s uh, so there are a few older names and then sort of a bit more in the modern day it's Scotty Parker oh, who I yeah. completely forgot was it Chelsea? Yeah. 
It so barely did played, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. He barely played. Um, but he was fantastic when he was at Spurs. Uh, William Gallas, who at Ch- about Ch- I mean at Chelsea, yeah, he, was good at Chelsea. He, was, he was. He was great. He was, he was one. He, he divided opinions at Spurs. I actually thought he was all right yeah. when he had him. Experienced. So I mean, as slow as hell. Yeah, he was. Uh, but he, he did a job at the time. He did, yeah. Gus Poyet. Love Gus. Super Gus. He was Love Gus such an underrated player, he Gus was, Boyer. Yeah. He was. He was a bit like a Lampard. Like he guaranteed was guaranteed goals. He'd always edge of the box, put it always, back. Yeah. Gus Poyet was there. He was obviously his main Premier League career was at was at Chelsea. Yeah. He came to Spurs towards the end, and he was still right. And he went on to be our assistant manager yeah. as well for a bit, which was pretty Crazy. good. Crazy. Uh, and then there's a couple of goalkeepers on this one. Neil Sullivan. Neil Sullivan, that's a bit of a blast from the past. Wow. He was fantastic at Spurs, Neil yeah. Sullivan, and we lost him. And then the little man Carlo Goodicini you talked about earlier, mm. who Harry brought him in when he took over, and we were having a January crisis, and we brought in Wilson Palacios. <laughs> oh, those guys, but he was good, Goodicini. Yeah, he was. He's a really top keeper. He was. For so and so small, he was, his reflexes and agility. He was excellent. Uh, he, he made one of the best saves I've ever seen. And it was uh, Jamie Redknapp free kick at Spurs. And it was when we, we were going through this phase of flicking the ball up and then someone coming on yeah. and volleying it. Yeah. And Jamie Redknapp volleyed and he cracked it perfectly. And he was in the top corner. There was no, and somehow Goodachini would just mm. leap over. He was an excellent keeper. Yeah. Excellent. There's some good names on there though. Scotty yeah. Parker. Was like, I completely forgot about Parker. He was quality, Scotty Parker. I he loved was. him when we had him. Um, also, want to do, and there might be, it might get a bit heated for this. This combined Spurs Chelsea current team as well, which is going to be really, really tough. Because in my opinion, this all eleven Spurs players, and that's <laughs> it. But it doesn't make good listening if I just read out all eleven. So we're going to have a, we're have a bit of back and forth on this. I think we can probably agree that the formation would play be the wing backs. Yeah. We can both both sides can play that pretty well. Yeah. So I think we'll agree that that'll be the formation. The starting in goal, it's Loris Courtois. I mean, I'm going Loris all day. I'm going Loris. Oh, it's oh, yeah. easy. I thought I might have a bit of a no, fight on my hands there. I'm going that was fantastic. Hugh going goal. Uh, best keeper in the world, best keeper ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's our goalkeeper. Three centre offs, which is a tough one. And if we're going off of last season as well, I'd order old, hands down, yep. straight in. Yep. Best centre back in the Prem. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. I would I would have Louise right in the centre. Yeah. So they're all drilled just off the right. Louise in the centre. The Tongan on the left. This is very good. This yeah, is you're right. Gary Young. Yeah, Gary. You're not going Gary Cahill. Gary Cahill. He's a, he's one. He really divides opinions. He Chelsea, does. England. Some people think he's absolutely useless. Yeah, I don't know. I can see it, but he also does some important. He scores stuff. big goals he as does well. Massive goals. It's a bit like he's quite similar to he, Terry in every got, way. He's slow, poor at reading the game, poor at He's a he's a cheap John Terry. He's a knockoff John Terry. Yeah, he's got a heart. He's, he's a not, winner though. He is a winner. Yeah. I would give him. But that. that's all come from Terry. He's learnt from Terry. Yeah, that's why he's so much like him. I would. I will give him that that he's a winner. I, but in a, in a back three, I'd probably would have a Tongan. He's a lot more comfortable on the ball. And on that left, the left yeah. side as well. Always got, always prefer a left side. Yeah, so that does mean no place for Eric Dyer in the back three, which hurts me. That does. But are you, I know you're not a fan of Eric Dyer. No. We have this conversation oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like Eric Dyer. 
But that's a pretty solid keep. So keeping back three, that's that's looking quite good. The wing backs, this is an interesting one. So we start on the right. It would for me have always been Carl Walker hands down, but he's he's gone now. So it's Trips or it's Moses, which is a tough one. Moses obviously won the league last year. Trips, do you know what? That's a good a delivery. Carl Walker Peters. No, so no, 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 no. I'd have to throw Asblaquilla. You can't leave him out. Oh Dave, I'd forgotten about him. Is, is he, he better than Moses as a wing back? I've not seen him at wing back, that's the only problem. Mm. But I think he's too good to leave out. He's an excellent he's an excellent defender. He is. I mean Gary Neville's saying that he thinks one on one he's the best defender in the league. He rarely gets beaten. Rarely. Which is interesting. He just obviously Deli Alley just runs <laughs> his blind side. Absolute <laughs> ease, he? That's what he does. Oh, that's a tough one. So you're you're saying that's Belaquetta, I'm saying trips. I might give you Aspel Quetta on that one. I might, because he is he's excellent, excellent defender. Go on, I'll give you. I'll give yeah. you on that one. I'll give you I'll give you Aspel Quetta on that one. But that's hurt me a little bit, to be honest, <laughs> that one. There's gonna be Spurs fans listening to this screaming as well, being like, what are you doing? Just turning the podcast off and not having it. The left is Alonso and Rose. Yeah. That's not not even a debate there. Danny Bowes all day. Yeah, all day. Yeah. No, no, I'll let you have Danny, Danny Rose. Chelsea fans, you'd love him, wouldn't you? Yeah, Danny Rose. Yeah. I do. Three. I love Alonso. Though. I think Alonso's quality. He was one of the biggest surprises for me yeah. last season. I didn't think he was going to do much, to be honest. But he was him and Moses. Because he was a bloke who couldn't get in a team. Was it a Sunderland and Bolton? And Bolton, yeah. And all of a sudden, I remember hearing Chelsea being thirty million on Marcus Alonso. It's obviously a bloke with the same name. Yeah, it's a different geezer. Well, I see him in Italy a little bit, not massively. He was alright, but never would have thought he'd have come to the Premier League yeah, like that. Poor man's Danny Rose. So that's our keeper, and then our back three and our wing backs. And then we've got two central midfielders this now. This is where it gets tough. I mean, Moose Dembele, best centre midfielder in the Prem. Yeah. No, not, he's not the best centre midfielder in the Prem. Who's the best centre midfielder in the Prem? Victor oh, Armour. Mm, <laughs> Angola. Oh, my man, Dembele and Kante as a that's midfield all two. I'd have them too. Oh, imagine playing against that. It's frightening. I think that would be the best midfield pairing in the whole league. All, yeah. For all teams in there. Them two. Yeah, I'd probably agree. You're not going to get many goals and assists out of that, but still, like... Stability. Yeah, I can't argue with Kante. Like, it, probably in the last 18 months, he's been the best at midfielder in Europe. Yeah. So I can't, I can't argue with that one at all. It does mean Big Victor's been left out. Who... At that job of sitting alongside Dembele, he, has, he was a surprise for me as well. It's pretty good. It's a lot more to his game than what I think everyone thought when we yeah. signed him. We thought he'd be a get it, shift it, sit in there, but he wins the ball back. So excellent, excellent plus. We ten mil, didn't ten mil, ten mil, and we had Alderweireld for twelve. It's unbelievable business, isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. It is. so we're going Dembele and Kante as our two centre midfielders. Now we're going. This is where it's going to get tough. So we're going to we've got have two number tens and then our centre forward. So, oh, I mean, you've got Ericsson and Ali, both from Spurs. That's outrageous. But then you've got Hazard, Pedro, William. I mean, for, for me, I'd have to have Deli Ali. I'd have to have him. Just goals. Yes. I mean, he scored 17. Yeah, something like that in the league last year, which is mad. Uh, you've obviously got to have Hazard, haven't you? Oh, well, you're not, not sure. Christian Ericsson. 
Oh, am I getting two in no, it? No, no, you're not having two. You're not having Fantastic. two. But oh, I do like Christian Eriksen. I think he makes Spurs tick. It is so going to be so so hard to. If I put Ali in, I can't have Eriksen. Basically, because you're you're gonna go Hazard, and you got to have Hazard. He's probably the best player in the Prem. Arguably the best player in the yeah. Prem. But that means there'd be no Christian Eriksen in in a team, which kills me. But I think I'd have to go Ali over Eriksen. Yeah. I think I would. I think in this team, Ali's goals would be more important yeah, than Ericsson because you've just going to say that, you've yeah. got Hazard to maybe do a little bit of the work that Ericsson's done. Yeah, but God, that's going to be a lot of hate at leaving Christian Ericsson out. <laughs> a lot of hate. No, I do like Ericsson. I do like Ericsson a lot. And then we've got centre forward Morata. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not going to have him in, but I'm a big Costa fan. I really like him. I like his aggression. He's nasty. He scores Drogba goals where you defend it deep and you hit a ball up yeah. to him. He scored an amazing goal at City, City last yeah. year. And that was the, that was literally what Drogba used to do back in the day. Yeah. But, I mean, Harry Kane, golden boot two years running. Like, no 29 here, goals in the league last year. And he was out injured for three months. I mean, I don't think... Yeah, he'll do it again this year. I think he will, actually. Um... It'd be nice if he if he gets going a little bit earlier, because yeah. he it's t- it seems to take him four or five games to get in a bit of rhythm. Um, but I, no hesitation. It yeah, he, sh- he should have scored that. To be fair, it was a good chance. But I've got every confidence it'll. The only pro- it's the same thing with Spurs every year. Kane gets an injury last year. Sun went up top. He done, we right he done, he done, he, right. he done really well. Sun when he, he scored goals as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, bundles. Um, Even leaving players like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's not massive like Ericsson and Ali, but he's he done quality last. You year. think how powerful the, the bench would be in this team? Because you <laughs> would have you'd have what Morata will, will probably leave Costa out because he's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd have Morata, you'd have William, Son, Fabregas, Ericsson, Pedro, Pedro, <laughs> Wanyama, Courtois. <laughs> like that'd be a pretty that'd be a pretty decent team. So yeah. our our side is we've got Loris in goal. We're going Alderweireld, David Luiz. For Tongan as a back three, we're going as Pilaqueta. Yep. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Can't be leaving him out. I can't change my mind now. <laughs> as Pilaqueta as a right wing back, Danny Rose our left wing back, and we're going Dembele and Kanté in the middle, and then Ali Hazard Kane as the front. That is that's hundred goals. That's a hundred goals that team all day. Rock solid at the back. That would cause <laughs> that would cause some serious problems. That would. That's not bad. Oh, you know what? I'm quite happy with that. That's about even. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, seven Spurs. Seven. Oh. Because you've got Louise, Aspilicueta, Kante, Hazard. Seven to four. Look at that. Look at that. That's bad. Who have we left there? Mm. Any other sentiment? I suppose you probably would have fought for Matic, I guess, last... No. No. I'm not Matic's biggest, biggest fan, but... Giving him to United is strange. Sell. It's one of the silliest strange pieces of business I've ever seen. Did you watch them yesterday? I've seen the highlights. They looked. I mean, I've got a few United fans at work, that I work with, and they're buzzing. It's like they beat West Ham, who yeah, are no disrespect to actually no a lot of disrespect to West Ham. They're <laughs> a poor team. They're yeah, mid table. Well, there's all this talk that they've had. I think they've had an okay transfer window, like probably good for them. It's not yeah, an amazing them, window. Yeah. Like they've not gone and signed players that anyone in the top six or seven wanted. Because if we want, if anyone wanted them, they'd have gone there. But I just think it's the first game as well. You can't read. 
Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's true. Too much into it. Not it's really. Was Man U too good or West Ham just pouring mm. away? You know, that's what's judged over the season, isn't it? Exactly. And it was also like, I think West Ham had like four or five debuts. Yeah. So like, your first goal, well, we know, we, have, we played our first game together as a team for Debton, what, five, six weeks ago? We yeah. And it was like, you don't really know what everyone's going to do around yeah, you until you true, get going yeah. in a game. Um, so yeah, we'll see. So I you reckon, agree. we'll edge it at the weekend... I don't reckon you're legit. I reckon comfortable. Comfortable there. Yeah. And where are Chelsea going to finish? Just a number, one to twenty. Third. Third. And Spurs. Fourth. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. What about Unbelievable. You? I think. I think we'll probably finish third. I'll probably flip it. Yeah. And say we'll come third, you'll come fourth. And I think I. I think that Arsenal might have quite a good year I don't think they'll win the league but I think they might have quite a good year Arsenal in the league be a bit more competitive I just think City are going to be so far ahead of everyone right, I, don't think, City and United. I don't know about United I'm not I'm not that convinced I think Matic is a good buy Lukaku's coming to replace Ibra but for me that's a like for like yeah. there's not if they had Ibra and then they brought Lukaku then I'd be like wow they've strengthened but I don't know if they have I still think at the back they don't look that great United yeah. which is strange for Mourinho but I just don't think that. I don't know, I've, not, that. I've not seen a lot of that uh, Lindelof I don't know if he's but that's a bit of a weird one there Five I wasn't expecting that that was a strange sure. one I'm, not, I'm just not I'm just not convinced I still think full back areas Valencia who's become a really good right like back Valencia. I thought he was quality last season I, I, he's, he's done really well to become that but I still think defensively he's a little bit yeah. shaky and then left back they've either got Darmian Lind I'm just Luke Shaw he don't get a look in though he don't and Smalling for me is, an, is a centre half where there's a lot of mistakes yeah. in him you I'm always get sure. something out of him so I'm not I'm just not sure I'm not sure about United mm. but we'll see what happens I guess a couple of weeks left still a lot can happen in the window as long as none of our boys leave as long as we turn you over at the weekend <laughs> so I'll be a happy man very happy man we've actually whizzed through all of that in 35 minutes covered all the points we wanted to talk about is there anything else Spurs Chelsea hmm no, no. no. brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> fantastic well look I'd love your feedback on this as well because like I said it's the first time I've had a rival and don't boom too much fan <laughs> on the show um, so like I said you enjoyed it let us know and we'll make this a regular thing you come back after we beat you at the weekend you come back next week we'd be hiding wouldn't you yeah. I won't hear from you for weeks. Maybe before the game at the bridge. Yeah, come on. That's yeah. a good point. Do do a preview before the game at the bridge, yeah. and I'll get some people on to preview when we play Arsenal. Maybe even the Happy Hammers. <laughs> people on for that. Yeah, be on for that. Oh, yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Give if you calm down a little bit, all yeah, night exactly. be. But remember, whatever happens, future's bright. Future's really white. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs>
We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here there everywhere Pat Jennings luscious hair Super Vertonghen Avliyachenko number 9 Naeem from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels The legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatty I'm playing at White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's long green shoes Gareth Fairley used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsey saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave Scott me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Clattenburg doesn't, doesn't give the goal. Mabizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo! Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy inter-equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovic Co-Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardwister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steger was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar Davids Red Locks Palacios Stripey Socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European Glory Knights Terry Dyson go on my son Cliff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White Legendary Lily White How dare I forget Two dare is to do Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Alan Gilsey. Lily from White Hart Lane, Kazuyuki Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. Liam Walker's page three girl, Gus Poirier free kick girl. Gomez made super saves, he can shake my wife. Edrington loved the cookies Andy Reid loved the cookies Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game Heroes in blue and white When I feel depressed in Dr. Nola undressed Point won't give up the fight Paul Fox never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, 8 foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive
Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega Sandra's Kung Fu Kick Eric Torsdard looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shiv is bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We love to win style We've done it for a while It's better to aim playing high Story will echo with glory. Lily wants some white on May. If the budget allows, the anchor will be ours. Thanks, Dave Henson, 44. If he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, it's the bull did the trick. He showed the world what's for to do. The Leading Cup we won in 1961. Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hot Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory